Nerdette is supported by the Sympathizer podcast from HBO. Join host Philip Nguyen in conversation with the cast, crew, and author Viet Thanh Nguyen as they discuss the making of this historic HBO original limited series. Stream new episodes of HBO's The Sympathizer Sundays exclusively on Max. And listen to The Sympathizer podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. Some things never change, Trisha Bobita. Oh, boy. From WBEZ Chicago, this is Nerdette. I'm Greta Johnson. We did it. We made it to another weekend. And in fact, this show has made it an entire decade. That's right. Nerdette is officially 10 years old. And as part of the celebration, we are going to talk to some literal 10-year-olds. Be prepared. But first, we are going to start this party the only way we know how with a truly excellent human, the co-creator of the show and co-host emeritus, Trisha Bobita. Trisha! Oh, hi, hi, guys. How's it going? Pretty good. Can you believe it has been 10 whole ass years? Well, I have no concept of time because of the pandemic. So as you like to say on this show, what is time? (laughs) What is time? (laughs) And so, yeah, I mean, in some ways it feels like it hasn't been that long at all. And then when I try to just think back to before the pandemic of anything, it feels like 400 years ago. A million, million, million years. Well, and it's wild. Our producer, Anna, actually like came up with uh, with like this list of all the things that were happening in 2013. And it mm. is pretty crazy to reflect on them, partly because Anna herself graduated from high school 10 years ago, which is adorable. But also like Obama started his second term. Mm-hmm. Vine was still a thing. Look at all those chickens. One of the top songs of the year was Blurred Lines. Oh, boy. Which I think says a lot about, a lot about that time. Selfie was the word of the year from Oxford Dictionaries. It's isn't just it like, still, though? Isn't it? <laughs> Frozen came out, too. I mean, oh. it's wild to in, like try to imagine a world where Frozen didn't exist. Yeah. So for people who haven't been listening for the past 10 entire years... Can we talk a little bit about the origin story of how the show came to be? Sure. Can we do the Wayne's World harp sounds? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you and I always like to joke that, like, we were both just too awkward to say we should be friends. Yeah. So instead you said we should make a podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I mean, the, the very, like, the very, very first interaction we had was kind of an indirect interaction through somebody else who's actually now a dear friend of ours, which is... Uh, Alex Keefe, who still works at WBEZ, was sort of gruffly going around the station badgering people about whether or not they had seen Star Wars yeah. because some intern in the building had been like, I've never seen those movies. And he was harumphing as yeah. a nerd yeah. about that. <laughs> and so he walked up to me and said, have you seen Star Wars? And my memory is that I just said, is that a question you have to ask? <laughs> and, and from like a half row of desks away... You went, you did that. You just laughed real hard. And I clocked that somebody appreciated that. And then uh, 
<laughs> you know, bing, bang, boom, oh. 10 years later, here we are. Well, and on the more serious side, too, I think this was something that you were more aware of at the time than I was. But there were, I mean, 10 years ago, there were still very few like women hosted podcasts that people were taking very few. seriously. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that was actually something that we had Julie Shapiro kind of help set the scene for us because she had just written an article about it. And at the time, she was in charge of Third Coast International Audio Festival. The lack of women podcasters is really startlingly depressing. The numbers are pretty striking. Can you tell us what you found out? Out of the top 100 most popular podcasts on Stitcher, and the iTunes one reflected very closely the same dynamic, if not the same exact numbers, nine out of 100 podcasts that were hosted just by women, and there were 11 podcasts co-hosted by a man and a woman, 80 other ones are just driven by a male host. It's just puzzling in this day where the technology is accessible to everyone and there are no limitations or constraints on who can do whatever they want and who can hear that. I remember having the same sort of hunch that you did, but until you laid out the numbers in this article, I started to go through sort of my listening diet and go, yeah, there are very few female voices in these podcasts. It's wild both to hear our voices and those numbers were trash. (laughs) For me, it was a sort of uh, early 20s feminist quandary to go, oh, wow, I am starting to recognize how much of the media I consume is completely created by a very specific demographic of people, which was like white dudes who were 10 to 20 years older than I was. Yeah. (laughs) And I love those shows. And I'm not saying anything. And at the time, it wasn't like we wanted people to, you know, think there was anything wrong with listening to those shows as well. But it just felt like, we could have a conversation that was authentic to ourselves and our interests yeah. and not be sort of um, forced into a, a corner where we only talked about, quote unquote, women's issues or right. like what the, it feels the nerdy like to side be a woman of in being. This space. A, yeah, no, yeah. none of that. We yeah. just wanted to be ourselves, but knew that we were um, a rarer type of host if we decided to start hosting. Yeah, totally. So, um, as you know, from the beginning, getting listener voicemails has always been a really important part of the show. The best part. And and the best part. And we invited listeners to call in with birthday greetings, and we've got a good smattering of them. And let's listen to our first one. This is Linda from Virginia. I discovered Nerdette in 2017 or 2018. I don't remember how. Being the type of person I am, I decided I had to go back to to the very beginning and make sure that I listened to (laughs) every episode. So I did. I've listened to every episode, even going back to when listeners were assigned homework. Now I'm all caught up. I listen to it regularly. I've always enjoyed it. An interest, always an interesting topic. And Greta is such a joy to listen to. So positive, such a great voice. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you for these 10 years. That's so sweet. Trisha, how do you think you've changed as a person in the last 10 years? Well, that was quite a pivot, but all right. (laughs) Thanks for calling me on it. I'll take it. Um, I mean, right. So I just turned 36. Yeah. So I was 26. Yeah. I was... So not at all. You're totally exactly the same. Um, The growing up of going from your mid-20s to your mid-30s. I think for a lot of us that hopefully can be a time where we um, sort things out for ourselves and come up with... A better sense of what our priorities are going to be. And um, I I try to keep the core of what I think this show is about in me, which is Mm -hmm. that enthusiasm you should never be ashamed of. And 
seeing that in other people is really exciting to me. Early on, it was sort of like, oh, there are people who are really into competitive jigsaw puzzle doing. Yeah, let's talk to them. Let's go put a microphone in their face. Yeah. Well, I think, too, the show has always been such a celebration of curiosity. And I think what you're talking about, like being excited about talking to the people who are that enthusiastic about jigsaw puzzling, that's what that is, too, right? It's like, oh, I have questions. Yeah. Let's talk, you know, and that's such a joy. Yeah. I think, too, it's been really cool. You know, we joked about how, like, we were too awkward to just say we should be friends. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, it's been, what, five years now since you, like, regularly hosted the show with me? It's yeah. been more than that, maybe? Yeah. About which five. is, like, I guess half of the length of the show now, which is crazy for me mm-hmm. to fathom. But I think what a lot of listeners don't realize is that, like, you and I have texted pretty much every day over those five years. Yeah. Yeah. And that we talk all the time. <laughs> yeah. And we'll be like, oh, we hit the hour mark, talking on the phone again. Like, it's pretty consistent. Like, I am I'm sad that you don't get to be as consistent a presence in Nerd Out listeners' lives as you used to be. But selfishly, you're still such a presence in my life. Let's listen to another voicemail speaking of nerd at homework. This is Liz from Boise, Idaho. First time caller, but very long time listener. I first learned about Nerdette in 2014 when I had my first real job working the night shift in the hospital lab and needed something to keep me entertained on slow nights. Nerdette was the first podcast I ever listened to, and I've been hooked ever since. Now I listen most when I'm working, gardening, or knitting. Sometimes I listen as episodes come out, and sometimes I just hoard a bunch of episodes for a binge when I really need it. (laughs) Nerdette, you introduced me to my favorite author, V.E. Schwab. You've made me read not one, but two of your book club books in a single day. Whoa. And you've assigned me the best and most fun homework ever. Bring back the homework. That makes me so happy. So Anna actually pulled a clip from the first time we ever assigned homework. You want to listen to sure. it? <laughs> okay, so it's nerd homework time. My homework for you is to read The Interestings by Meg Wurlitzer. We're excited to go see her speak at LitFest in Chicago next weekend. Some of our other favorite authors are going to be there. So my nerd homework for you is to watch Continuum, which is a really cool Canadian sci-fi show. It's out on Netflix now. It's about a law enforcement officer from Vancouver in the year 2077. And she ends up traveling back in time to Vancouver in 2012, also with a group of anarchists. And I would honestly argue that Continuum is the best sci-fi I've seen since Battlestar. Oh, that's a big claim. It sure frackin' is, Trisha. (laughs) Oh, no. I stand by it for what it's worth. For the record, everyone, I still haven't watched that show, and Greta might still be a little annoyed that I've never watched that show. I mean, you know, it's fine. You were real into that show. It was a great show. Oh, my God. Okay, let's listen to another voicemail. Here is Allison from Chicago. I'm a bad millennial in that I was probably one of the last people to start listening to podcasts. And it was actually my mom who started, my boomer mom started listening to podcasts before I did. And she was listening to your show. And uh, I had just read the book, um, All the Single Ladies, Mm. which you guys uh, reviewed and talked to the author. And so that was the first uh, Nerdette episode that I ever listened to because my mom was like, hey, you have to listen to this really awesome show that just talked about this book that you just read. And she was right. It was a great episode. And ever since then, I've been hooked. And uh, it's been four years since I lost my mom. And I'm still listening. And I still think of her when I listen to you. Happy birthday! Oh my gosh, that's really lovely. I'm very glad that they were able to connect in that way over a conversation. 
that we were having that's very special. That's Thank really you for sweet. that call. Yeah, Allison, yeah. thank you for sharing. So what do you think is your favorite episode that we did? Oh, I mean, there were some really special moments. Obviously, talking with Tom Hanks about typewriters was yes. extremely fun. That yes. typewriter is still in my home. At and when I look at it, I think about that. person called in to mention that episode, for sure. <laughs> Hey, Nerdette, it's Julie from Vancouver. And I do have to say that the best episode, in my humble opinion, is the one with Tom Hanks. I have shared that episode with so many people, just being like, oh my God, no, 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 the typewriters, like, you, you want to know someone who loves typewriters? Tom Hanks. I love that episode. It is one of the best. And I think about it all the time. And going on some field trips, which, you know, homework field trips, nerds like both. And so I think... Getting to use our microphones to go places that we wouldn't have gotten to go otherwise and then bring listeners along with us was probably my favorite part. And the most fun version of that was definitely Argonne National Laboratory. That's when Nerdette co-host Trisha Bobita and I got in my little red 2010 Toyota Corolla and drove into the magical beyond to go visit the extremely smart humans who work at Argonne Argonne National National Laboratory. Laboratory. Uh Oh, I'm really speeding. This is a place that Trisha and I have wanted to go to ever since we started this podcast. (laughs) It's happening. Welcome to Argonne. Wow. Argonne is a massive research facility outside of Chicago, run by the U.S. Department of Energy. Look at it. (laughs) Whoa. Science. What are the weird shapes on top? I think I just said science science is in there. Yeah, you sure did. (laughs) Aren't you so glad we did that? Oh, man. What is the thing Lin-Manuel Miranda says? Seriously, no chill whatsoever? (laughs) I try to embody that energy. (laughs) It's a beautiful thing. I'm very glad to have it with us today. Um, Let's listen to a couple more voicemails. Here is Kate from Southampton in the UK. What I really remember and what sticks with me and always will is in lockdown when we were allowed an hour's exercise every day and I would listen to you on my hour's walk and at the start you would always say, we did it. We made it to another Friday. And it just meant everything it really helped me get through the pandemic so thank you so much oh thank you kate i mean the pandemic speaking of a sense of time it was just like it seemed like the least we could do well and y'all were doing a show a day there for a while early lockdown we needed you for the first couple weeks Yeah. yeah it was well it just seemed like it was what needed to happen we checked in with you for that too yeah yeah there's this edward r murrow speech from the 50s right that is um it's called wires and lights in a box if people want to look it up it's amazing but it basically talks about the responsibility of those who have um an audience and he's speaking specifically to television but he says you know great storytelling great journalism can uh you know fight off ignorance intolerance um fuck what's the third eye Ignorance, <laughs> ignorance, intolerance, and indifference. Oh, no. indifference. There you go. Ignorance, intolerance, and indifference. The mission-driven nature of telling truthful stories yeah. um, and putting them in front of an audience and Arguably community. more important now than ever. And then I was like, if I could be so bold as to add a fourth eye to what Edward R. Murrow <laughs> did back in the 50s, to me, podcasting is about fighting off isolation. Mm. The feeling that whether it's for a moment or for a period or phase of your life, if you don't have... People who like the same things you like, who get excited about the things that excite you, who can help introduce you to new books or, you know, reminisce with you about your favorite things from growing up that were nerd culture. This podcast, I think, continues to be a place that just wards off that really Mm. dangerous thing that is isolation that we feel now in, in modern times. We got another voicemail that kind of speaks to that, too. Here's Betsy. 
in general, I just uh, love getting all the book recommendations and um, feeling like I have a friend talking in my ear uh, once a week because the last few years it's been isolating and not too social. And as a stay-at-home mom, it's great to have um, this podcast to listen to and feel like there are other like-minded people out there, even if it's just through this medium. One of the big highlights of making the show also involved another co-host. Hi! I'm back. You're wrong. And I'll explain why at length. <laughs> We're going to hear from him right after the break. But first, here's another listener voicemail. Hi, Nerdette. This is Janelle calling from Clinton, Utah. I like to listen while I'm doing normal things like running errands or doing chores but I also like to listen while I'm doing my own nerdy job in a compounding lab. So while I'm weighing powder or making creams or capsules, I can also listen to y'all have a great conversation about books or food or what's going on in the world. Nerdette is supported by the Sympathizer podcast from HBO. Join host Philip Nguyen in conversation with the cast, crew, and author Viet Thanh Nguyen as they discuss the making of this historic HBO original limited series. Stream new episodes of HBO's The Sympathizer Sundays exclusively on Max, and listen to The Sympathizer podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. Way back in 2016, Trisha and I joined forces with Peter Sagal, the host of the NPR quiz show, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, to recap Game of Thrones. We started with season five. We went all the way to the bitter end. A lot of you came along with us. It was a lot of fun, even when the show was not. And I hate to say it, but all credit is due to Peter for the idea to recap the show. There was also some pressure put on us from your Wait Wait team. To Just say, to please. He won't stop talking about this television show. <laughs> right. Can you can you give him an outlet, please? Yes. Mike's on or not, he'll never know. So as we did with recaps and as we've always done with Nerdette, we ask listeners for voicemails mm-hmm. to help celebrate the 10th anniversary of the show. And of course, many people who called in talked about recaps. Mm-hmm. And one of whom is our very frequent book club participant, Liz, in Minnesota. Totally fell in love with Nerdette when it was like Greta and Trisha and uh, Peter Sagal every so often, which maybe that's how I found it. I can't even remember how I found Nerdette. Um, I started listening because it was like a lot of books, a lot of authors, and just being like yourself with your nerdiness and the ownership of like feminine, female not male nerdiness that I think it was my favorite part. I have to say, I just really love Liz and like the apologetic tone <laughs> when she said your and name. Peter, Peter, Peter <laughs> it is funny to me how often even now, Peter, like in your Twitter feed, people will mention yes. patriarchy jingles. At it's you. true. <laughs> it's true. I have armed my critics until my death. Like now and then I'll get tagged and somebody's like, oh, Patriarchy jingle, jingle for Peter. <laughs> I anticipate them playing one, just one, 
at my funeral. Just which one would you like? I, you, that's you a could, good question. You can let I don't us know. know which one you prefer. Uh, I guess I guess it would be most apropos for my funeral to play the one which ends is Peter still fucking talking. <laughs> because finally and at long last the answer will be no. Nobody cares but it never really stops him. Is Peter still fucking talking? And then there'll be a moment of sadness and perhaps that's the assembled so mourners all tens of them will say, yeah, now we're a little sad. Now we're now finally we know it wasn't so bad when he was talking all that time. You know, it's really funny to think during recaps we had a different producer. It was yeah. Justin Bull and he got really good at like the minute you oh, yeah. stepped on your soapbox, it was, he it was, was just boom. I, 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 I did feel toward the end uh, that he was a little quick on the trigger. Because <laughs> I would be like, you know, that's an interesting point. And bah, 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 is Peter still fucking talking? Come on, Justin. I didn't even say anything. <laughs> so if we were to recap anything, like starting today, oh, what wow. would you want to recap? Gosh, it's so strange because one of the fun things about recapping Game of Thrones, which is what we started with, is that everybody was watching right. it. Right, yeah. yeah. And so there was this wonderful community of people who were both watching it and wanting to hear what we said, yeah. and other people who were offering their opinions. Getting drunk could... and leaving voicemails Exactly, it's great. <laughs> and and it, it, though it's one of the things we found out since the demise of, or the end, I guess demise, yes, given the ending, demise yeah. of Game mm-hmm. of Thrones, is that those like cultural moments are fewer and farer, farther between Succession was the last one, but yeah. even that was kind of niche. It was like, you know, yeah. journalists and Twitter people and coastal people. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that's part of, you know, we've had so many conversations since Game of Thrones trying to figure out what, what? the next yeah. thing we could do is because there really just hasn't been anything like that that yeah. has captured the attention. Plus Game of Thrones also fit the original nerdy, nerdette yeah. Yeah. aspect. Totally. Was, you know. So Peter, <laughs> how long has Wait Wait been around now? 25 years. That is insane. I know. So do you have any advice for somebody and how to how to keep a show fresh after oh, a decade? Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. I didn't say it was fresh. <laughs> I just said it's been around. It's sort of a moldering corpse. Uh, I don't, you know, it's weird. I, well, how do you keep the stink down? The stink maybe? down. How do, you keep, how do you just constantly just... Is it incense? Just, just open it up and throw lime on it in the way that, you know, mass murderers do in their basements. Perfect. Um, yeah, that's that's a yeah. Okay, sounds lens reference. Um, <laughs> how I don't know if I had. I think if I had intentionally, go, like, tried to do something that I honestly believed in my heart of hearts would appeal to a mass of people for decades, I would have instantly failed. Hmm. I think that it was just entirely an accident that yeah. we ended up. We started by doing stuff that we just thought was funny when we thought we'd be canceled in any minute. So why not? And people liked it. And then we just kept doing it until someone told us to stop and no one has told us to stop. That said, uh, a serious answer is um, is constantly bring on fresh voices, which yeah. has helped us a lot, especially, I would say, the last five years. Yeah, for sure. But what your job is, what my job is, what Trisha's job is, as she continues to produce podcasts, is do something that everybody will want to return to. Yeah. They can't wait for the next one. Yeah. They can't wait for the next one. And the, the trick to that the trick, the secret, the open secret, the obvious way to do that is just be somebody people want to spend time with. Mm. Now, how you do that is is slightly more complicated. Shoot, that reminds me I should grab something for us to talk about on mic for our show. And t- okay. Okay, great. I didn't it bring was- any props. I didn't know we were doing prop props? comedy. No, I didn't know. <laughs> okay. It's being passed over my head to Trish. <laughs> oh, no. 
Oh, look at that. That is adorable. So there's a great story behind these. Um, it was a Nerdette listener. A Nerdette listener named Betsy. And she uh, made tiny Lego minifigs, custom ones, mm-hmm. that have our old logo, at the time current logo, on them. And they look surprisingly like me. I will say that I'm not. I'm in radio in part because I don't like pictures. And this is my profile photo on most of the yeah, internet. Still. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to this day. <laughs> and there's a tiny Greta, too. Yeah. Stunning. They're, so they're little <laughs> Lego minifigs. I and love they my do little look smirk. Remarkably like. <laughs> oh, this is your old hairstyle, I think. It's yeah. true. There's yeah. much more hair. Yeah. yeah, there's more hair. But this is like, yeah. Isn't that this super is, funny? Wow. That is really great. Yeah, they are. Well, here, if you, oh, yeah, hang on. I, just, I need the Greta one for a second. You need the Greta one. There you go. Yeah. Because if we just take the hair off, now we have a Peter. <laughs> ah, ah, that's more like it. <laughs> Mic drop. Yeah. <laughs> Oh it's God. it's not so much that it was a great little insult as that I wasn't I didn't see it coming and I never saw them coming <laughs> after years. That's amazing. <laughs> I was going to say I've never mocked your baldness, but I can't actually no, you attest can't say to that. that with I'm any, not with sure any, that that's yeah, true. <laughs> right there in front of you. Don't, yeah. don't blame you. <laughs> I miss you guys. I know. I, know. I miss you too. This I, is I, fun. I, I know. I can hear Greta, but it's not the same because I'm not there to be personally insulted yeah, I was by say. <laughs> Well, this has been such a joy to have both of you here. It was fun to be Thanks back. For coming on. Oh, my gosh. I don't want it to end. I know, right? I know. As you can imagine, hitting a milestone like 10 years has made me do a lot of reflecting about what it means to stay with something for a whole decade and, of course, about time itself. Like, is 10 years a long time? Unless you really think about it, no. But once you actually, like, think about it, it kind of is. It feels like a long time because that's my whole life. But if I were to think about it, like in a long time, it probably wouldn't seem like 10 years would be too long. These are our experts. Hi, my name is Claire and I'm 10. Hi, I'm Eleanor and I'm also 10. I wanted to talk to Claire and Eleanor because they have a really unique perspective about what 10 years really means. But the first thing I learned is that sometimes it is not easy to talk to a 10-year-old. Do you like playing the same games on the playground? Yes. What do you do on the playground? Jump off high things. Oh, oh yeah. those are fun oh, games. And flips. flips. Yes, flips are fun. Flips. Wow. Does either of you have a trampoline? No. But luckily, Claire and Eleanor are also nerds. And you know I mean that in the best possible way. If you laid out the whole human circulatory system, it would be over 6,000 miles long. I got an email saying that I could skip sixth grade math because, like, I'd wanted that for a while, so... You like to point this all out when we're wrong at stuff at school. Yep. So once we all got warmed up, we got to talking about what it really feels like to be 10. Um, feels like fifth grade. It feels weird, because this is the first year where we kind of have real responsibilities. Last year, our teachers didn't really give us a lot of homework. Now we get a lot. It's okay, but I preferred when I didn't have as many responsibilities. 
lot of things happen when you're 10. The fact that I'm allowed to go downtown with my friends, I'm allowed to go to like whatever parks um, I want with my friends, it's just kind of like you can have more responsibility that way. Being able to stay home alone and being more independent by yourself. Yeah. More homework, more consequences. It's weird. Sometimes I have to look after my little brother. Mm-hmm. Siblings are the worst. Everyone's like, well, you have to set an example for your younger siblings. You have to set an example for the kindergartners. That's so don't talk in mind. Be prepared. My birthday party, I had um, a lot of girls in my grade come over to my house and we did like a sleepover. It was Harry Potter themed and it was so cool. Like all the decorations and stuff you had set up. Mm-hmm. But the fact that I had donuts for breakfast, yeah. It feels special because like now you're older and now you know things are gonna change and you get donuts. Claire and Eleanor also had some advice for Nerdette as we enter our second decade. Yeah, you'll have more viewers, so you got to come up with a consistent stream of new interesting topics. Keep coming up with new creative and interesting ideas and being able to grow. Well, no pressure, right? Thank you for letting us help you. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Happy birthday, Nerdette. Thanks to Claire and Eleanor and, of course, their parents for letting us record that conversation. Also, we absolutely could not have gotten to 10 years without you listening right now. The thing I am absolutely the proudest of about this show isn't actually the show at all. It is the community of curious and passionate weirdos like you listening. And I just cannot express enough how grateful I am. It is always such a joy to hear from you and y'all show up. It is amazing. I cannot believe you are 10 years old already. Happy birthday. In just six more years, you'll be able to drive. You've been my connection to Chicago life ever since I moved to Colorado five years ago, and you are my most trusted source of the best book recommendations. If I could narrow down to one thing that has been life-changing for me, thanks to Nerdette, it would be that I now use the word delightful in my vocabulary every single day. So thank you. Thank you for being nerdy and unapologetic to yourself and letting us all do that too. Happy, happy birthday, happy birthday Nerdette. And here's to 10 more years. Stay happy. Bye. Asako, Julie, Janelle, Evangeline, Marion, Liz R., Liz from Minnesota, Linda, Kate, Betsy, and Allison. Thank you all so much for chiming in. Okay, before we go, we have one last thing from our 10-year-olds. I think you should celebrate by doing something fun and different. So, with that in mind, I am going to tell you about our long-distance birthday party idea. Stick with me here. This is essentially a cake decorating contest. Because y'all are so talented, we thought it would be really fun to invite you to bake a cake, decorate it with, like, the nerdettiest vibes that you can think of, and then post a pic of your cake on social media. Whoever makes our favorite design will win a $250 gift card for bookshop.org. You can use it to stock up on book club books or really whatever you want. Also, if you're not a baker, we've got some other fun ideas for you on the website. So you can get all the info about the contest at wbez.org slash nerdette cake. 
That's it for this week. Nerdette is produced by me and Anna Bauman. J.P. Swenson builds our newsletter. Our brand new logo was designed by Laura Vergara. I can't wait for you to see that. And Brendan Banaszak is our executive producer. I also want to shout out a couple of people who have been just like integral parts of the Nerdette team since the beginning. Of course, special thanks to Trisha Bobita and Peter Seigel and Joel Meyer and Joe Dassault and Justin Bull and Isabel Carter and Hannah Edgar. You have all been amazing and I love you very, very much. Have a great decade. Is that weird? I mean, I'm going to be back next week. It's not like, see you in 10 years. That would be weird. That would be weird. I was old when we began. <laughs> I'm older now. Nerdette is supported by the Sympathizer podcast from HBO. Join host Philip Nguyen in conversation with the cast, crew, and author Viet Thanh Nguyen as they discuss the making of this historic HBO original limited series. Stream new episodes of HBO's The Sympathizer Sundays exclusively on Max, And listen to The Sympathizer podcast wherever you listen to podcasts.